Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Get it. Keep it 100 Sports. What's up, everybody? It's Keep 100 Sports, and we're back. We've uh, got busy again. Football and school and Colton's in college. He plays a little basketball, too, so sorry, guys. Let's start the day talking about the Mormon Manziel, Zach Wilson, who has made quite a case for the Heisman so far. Who is the last non-Power 5 conference player to be a Heisman finalist? And by Heisman finalist, I mean they went to New York for the ceremony. Oh, wow. Was it A, Keenan Reynolds of Navy, B, Randy Moss of Marshall, C, Jordan Lynch of Northern Illinois, or D, Kellen Moore of Boise State? We'll get back to that at the end of the show. But first... Week eight, the Falcons won, man. They won, but I feel like it's a at what cost? Though it's a bittersweet. Cost, <laughs> it's bittersweet at this point. I mean, we decided we were gonna keep a lead one time. Yeah, got a new corner. He he looked like he's pretty good. Who he made a few it? plays. Uh, Wilson number thirty three. Very hard first name to pronounce. I'm not gonna try it because I'm gonna butcher it. But he makes a nice play. He was actually flying around. I didn't know who he was. I was like, oh, that guy's actually pretty good. How about that cheap shot on Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, I didn't. That was pretty bad. Let's take a look at the Falcons' season. If the Falcons don't blow, like, what? They've blown the Bears, the Cowboys. I think they blew the Panthers the first time they played them. Yeah. Um, uh, Lions? Yep, the Lions. So that's four games that you should have won. If those games, like, if you have some kind of defense and maybe a different coach, this new coach seems like he's he's actually pretty good. Who is it? Raheem Morris. He's doing a pretty good job. I mean, besides the one loss, he's got two wins. So, yeah. I mean... I saw this them talking about this on first take. If you look at the games, and let's say we give them a couple of those games that they've blown. Let's say that Todd Gurley doesn't go in on that. You know it's touchdown. bad when the other team's celebrating right. touchdowns, dude. Like let's say let's say they don't blow that lead. Let's say he goes down at the one and then they win later because they run down the clock. And you take away the Panthers game or the Bears game because that game was wrapped up. You're looking at a playoff team, man. And the Cowboys game where we just decided we weren't going to know the rules Dude, and just stare at the football. It's such a huge swing. It's a game of inches. It's crazy. You're you're this close from being 2 and 6 or 5 and 2 at this point. Yeah. It's something us Atlanta fans know a little too well. Yeah. The whole blowing leads is getting pretty old. So I think that's why they had to let Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov say, get out of here, man. What is your opinion on many people claiming that it's time for a rebuild? You know, I don't know if I'm ready to throw it in just yet. I mean, you got Matt Ryan who, you know, he's on the ed- end of his career, but he's still pretty dang good. I mean, everyone's like, oh, Matt Ryan's the problem. Matt, Matt Ryan's not the problem. No. The defense sco- they gives up 35 points a game is a problem. Yeah, as a Saints fan, I have always respected Matt no, Ryan. No, you've, you've said that too. I've always respected him. And then you got what? You got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And, you know, Russell Gage isn't a big name, but he's, he's pretty good. Around. He's I mean, coming around. You got Hayden Hurst who's yeah. doing a lot more. I mean, you got a pretty dang good receiving core. Yeah. The offense is good. I mean, we Gurley, struggle. Gurley, isn't he top five in rushing dude, right now? He's got the most touchdowns in the NFL right yeah. now, I believe. A few things don't go your way. I mean, I don't know if it's time for a whole rebuild, but I think you got to draft a really good class 
of pretty uh, elite defenders. Yeah, you gotta you gotta tank. You gotta get a top ten draft pick. I hate to say that because I'm all about winning, but you have to do that to rebuild the defense. See, that's what's crazy about the NFL. The 49ers went from having the number three overall pick in drafting Nick Bosa to the Super Bowl in a span of a year. That's how quick things can change. And when you have an explosive player like Ryan and Julio, it's possible. So, Jacob, if you were ahead of the Falcons draft this year, what position would you pick first? Are there any can't-miss prospects early? Looking at it, if you're not looking for a quarterback, which I don't think you are as of yet, Matt Ryan's still playing pretty well. You look at a guy like maybe Micah Parsons from Penn State. I think you got to go to the secondary, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the secondary has been the problem all year. I mean, they social distance very well, let me tell you. <laughs> well, then you could go. Wow, you sounded like Donald Trump. Yeah, this- <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. That's funny. Let me tell you. Washington just does the same thing. Their secondary is just like there's no communication at all. See, the problem like- is you guys still have a chance to win the division. That's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Eagles are like 2-4-1 or something, something like, like that. That, that division hey, is awful. Like- we play the Giants this week. Dude, y'all are going to win. I mean, what? That, that puts you to second in the division, right? I but, hope y'all win the division at like 6 and 10. I think that would be so funny. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to go secondary. You go Sean Wade from Ohio State, or you could go with J.C. Horn. Alfreda, that would be pretty cool, That would be it? cool. Then I think you got to go um, to the D-line, and then you got Debo. Who Deion Jones, who's pretty good at linebacker. So you could go for an extra, another backer, or you could go interior D line. Well, what you could do is you could draft a secondary guy early, and then you could trade up late first round, or if he falls to the second round, a guy like Dylan Moses. Yeah, who that's looks true. Like falling in draft boards. So I mean, I think that'd be a huge pickup. Obviously, at Alabama, you get a lot of rest there because I mean, you look at Josh Jacobs. That's one of the big reasons why the Raiders picked him so early is because he got so much rest because they have so much depth there. So you could see the same thing with Moses. So moving to probably one of the biggest stories about the cover athlete for Madden. He didn't play very well against the Steelers, man. The Madden curse. The Madden baby. curse, dude. It's back. I mean, what, Lamar throws two picks. Doesn't help me in fantasy Couple once, fumbles, however. too. Threw one for the first pass of the game. He throws a pick six, so. The last one was late in the game. It was crunch time. They needed that. I don't, I don't want to say anything too early, but I'm getting shades of his first year. See, you want me to tell you what their problem is? They're not getting Brown involved enough. Hollywood Brown. The dude had one catch. Mm-hmm. One catch, three yards. Took it to Twitter, too. Yeah. Last year was probably the best year that he's ever had. And he had a broken what? He had a broken foot, right? Yeah. This was supposed to be a really big breakout year for him. And they're not getting, like, this is the same situation with the Browns, with Baker Mayfield and OBJ. Though, I know one game this year, Baker got OBJ involved in it early. They ended up winning that game. No, the thing about the Ravens is they're not taking any shots either. That's Lamar's thing, man. You throw it downfield, and then you're able to run around a little yeah. bit too. It's pretty easy to play the run. Yeah. I mean, you put a few extra guys in the box, and then you force him to throw the ball, which he has not really been able to do this year. I hate to say no, I'm really struggled. cheering for the guy. No, but. he struggled. I was a little disappointed that they didn't make a push for somebody at the deadline. Obviously, they signed Dez to the practice squad. but I actually I, like that move. I did too, but I would like to see them get a guy they could pair with Brown because I don't think Brown is up to wide receiver one status yet. No, you could have gone Will Fuller. Go get Will Fuller. Will Fuller's a very underrated receiver. You could receiver. go get Julio Nobody Jones. Dude, if the Falcons are in rebuild mode, now we're talking about that we don't think they should, but there are a lot of people in Atlanta that want them to go into rebuild mode, and Julio Jones would be the first one on the chopping block. Yep. So if you could go pair a few defensive players who the Falcons need, yeah. which the Ravens have, pair them with a few draft picks, maybe you go get Julio. Dude, that is an instant, I don't know about Super Bowl favorite, 
but Super very Bowl late. contender. For that. sure. Or you put Trace McSorley in. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm just kidding. I had to throw it in there. I'm sorry, I had to. So since we're on the Steelers topic, what do you guys think about the Steelers with the Super Bowl run? I think the Steelers are a pretty real deal. I'm very pleasantly surprised. They remind me of San Francisco in their defense because that defense carried carried the team. I mean, to that Super Bowl, I think Big Ben is playing a lot better than Jimmy G. What has happened to Jimmy G, dude? Chase Claypool, he's busted out. Juju's playing well. They have a lot of weapons. They do, man. They do. Connor, on the defensive side of the ball, that's where they flourish, obviously. TJ Watt. Joe Hayden, dude, those are some ball They lost Devin there. Bush, which was a tough loss, but, was. you know. They obviously are missing him too bad right now. Honestly, he quietly made a case for Rookie of the Year last year. He did. I did not see the Steelers in this situation early. Um, Neither did I. I thought it was going to be, you know, mediocre year, Big Ben getting his year back. A lot of people thought he was done, dude. I, did, I thought he was done. And he comes out, and he's making some Patrick Mahomes pitches with yeah. his left hand. If you had told me in June that the Steelers were going to have the best record in football, I'd have laughed at you. Yeah. And, and here they are in that exact situation, beating what a lot of people called the Super Bowl favorite before this year. Beating them, embarrassing Lamar, yeah. forcing him to make mistakes, putting him in pressure, getting TJ Watt in there and all those other interior defensive linemen. Really shocking the world. Because I don't think, I knew people thought that they were going to be playoff contenders, but they're the ones seeing the AFC right now. On the other side, you're looking at the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, you know, you saw that stat before the year about about he's never gotten an MVP vote. I guarantee he's going to get a few this He's going to get a few this year, if not all of them. Uh, he's the I favorite mean, as of right now, obviously. He had a tough week against the Cardinals, but hey, he bounced back this week. And, and you know who's starting to emerge as maybe one of the best receivers in the NFL right now? DK Metcalf, man. My boy. Thomas Rebel himself. He's starting to play really well. And him and Tyler Lockett, man, up for best duo in the NFL. Pretty good tandem. They're scary. You're adding guys on the defensive side of the ball, like Dunlap and earlier this year with Clowney. This is a very scary Seattle defense. When you look at Seattle teams in the past, those Super Bowl teams, they were a great defense carrying a pretty good offense. I mean, they had some they had some good receivers, but none of those receivers are in the league anymore. Jermaine Curse in the new league anymore. Doug Baldwin was pretty good. Doug Baldwin was good. Golden Tate. Jermaine Curse on that team? Jermaine Curse, Sidney Rice. But this offense, scary. Chris Carson? Chris Carson's back. Yeah. We saw him last year, show a glimpse of running back one status. But when he went down, you know, they went down. Mm-hmm. So having him back has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead to next week, we're going to give you some predictions and we're going to go over some big games, starting with the Colts and the Ravens. You know, the Colts defense is starting to emerge, dude. I mean, they need them to emerge if they're going to even make a sniff at the playoffs because Phillip Rivers is really struggling, really showing his age. Obviously a pretty good backfield tandem with Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Wilkins, but that team is anchored by their defense. This week, Lamar is going to really look for a bounce back game. And I yeah, think he we gets need that. one. He we needs need one, one. And I think he gets My it. My fantasy team needs it. I got that. the Ravens big. It'll be a little bit closer than you think. You know, the Colts take a little something from the Steelers. I think Lamar has a tough first half and then comes back. I think he plays from behind and they win two touchdowns. Before I do stop, I just want to let you guys know, the leading NFL scorer, Rodrigo Blankenship, respect the specs, that? baby. This dude, bro. <laughs> um, I'm going with Lamar Jackson in a bounce pad game. Say they win by 10. I'll go under 10. I think it's going to be close, but like Jacob said, I can see them taking something from the Steelers game, adding a little bit of pressure, forcing them to throw some pretty bad balls. We move on to Seattle-Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo is, has really impressed 
Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs really uh, emerging as a clear receiver one where he was kind of a co-receiver one in Minnesota. Um, Really playing well. Singletary is a very good back and obviously that defense. They're facing the hottest team in the NFC with the Seahawks. I see Russell continues to surge. And I got the Seahawks close, but I got the Seahawks. See, Josh Allen, he has played well, but he has struggled. Their passing has struggled the past two weeks. Stephon Diggs, as you've said, emerges as clear wide receiver number one. But I think they turn that around a little bit. And I think the defense plays well. In the end, I think Russell Wilson, I mean, I, I don't know how you stop that guy. And I think DK has a really big game. I, I got the Seahawks by six. Um, I'm going to go Seahawks. That wide receiver core is just too good. I feel like the Bills secondary can't handle Lockett and DK. It's just too much to handle. Um, I'm going Seahawks by two touchdowns. Bears, Titans. Titans have surprised some people and continued their uh, surge from last year. Tannehill really proving himself as a quarterback when many doubted him, even last year as he as he led them to that championship. Obviously, Derrick Henry's continued to be dominant. They face a reeling Bears team as they've switched quarterbacks, and obviously their defense played well last week against the Saints, but it wasn't enough as the Saints came out on top in overtime. I got the Bears in a bounce-back game. I think the defense plays really well. I think Khalil Mack has a almost historic game. I'm honestly going with the Bears. Nick Foles, that's all there is to it. But trust in him. So many people have hated on him so much this season. Every time I bring up the Bears conversation, they're like, Foles don't got it. Foles don't got it. I'm rooting for him. Unfortunately for you guys, both of you are incorrect. I got the Titans. I don't think the Bears are able to stop Derrick Henry. Khalil Mack gets thrown out the club by no one of chance. by one of Derek, Shut up. By Don't one you of Derek dare. Henry's stiff arms. Hey, Josh Norman. Thrown out the club. Get out, bro. Stop. Thrown out the club. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. I they had go, his back. I told him he was going to be Mac, a quarterback. Roquan Smith and Akeem Hicks? Shut out up. Out the they, club, baby. Derek Henry isn't the... Bro. Oh I think AJ Brown has a big game. And I, I like the that Titans win. And moving on to the game of the week, Saints, Bucks, and Antonio Brown's Buccaneers debut. Michael Thomas is back. Emmanuel Sanders is back. The Saints have survived their depleted uh, part of the season. They need this one to gain control of the NFC South, and I believe they do control the NFC South at the end of this week. I think Thomas has a big game on this Buccaneers secondary. Oh, he's back. And I think Slant Man is back. Shut up, bro. He let stop it. Don't make me get into that. And I think A B has a very underwhelming first game as he doesn't get many snaps. I think a lot of people are gonna hype it up a lot, but it's not time yet. Grant Phillips says Bucks by forty. Hey, how are the Eagles doing? Oh, they're leading their division. That's right. I forgot. What's their record? Not this week, baby. Not this week. <laughs> this week will be tied. Yes, yes, sir. I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's tough, but I'm gonna go with William. Let's see. Alrighty. Once again. But wrong. You're both wrong. I mean, thank you, Colton. I mean, this guy's getting the hang of it. I've only known well, him no, for what. you just say it, but it never works. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm usually pretty wrong about the NFL, so don't listen to yeah, me. No, I'm just kidding. You always need to listen to me. I don't think AB has a big game. Tom Brady outlasts father time once again. I think Mike Thomas does have a big game, too, coming back, but I, I think that not having that wide receiver, too, kills him in the end. Sanders is back, baby. Come on now. I don't think he does enough for them. I think the Bucks defense performs very well, shuts down Drew Brees, and the Bucks win in a close game. 
It's alright, you can be wrong. It's okay. William, it's alright. You don't have to get so angry. You know, sometimes facts are facts. You're listening to Keep 100 Sports. I'm Jacob Cowart. You can find me on Snapchat at Jacob Cowart, Instagram at Jacob Cowart, and Twitter at Jacob Cowart. And this is William Reed. You can find me on Instagram at William Reed II, and on Snapchat at William Reed II, and you can find me on Twitter at William Reed 03. Um, it's a lot of eyes you got there, William. Yes, it is. <laughs> and this is mm-hmm. Colton. You know, the one and only. Yes, it is. The winner of the Fantasy League this year. Pause, 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 pause. Dude, yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore Colton3. Um, I'll be posting all my Fantasy League highlights after the after this week because I'm blowing everybody out by 100. Our Fantasy League is so weird, though, because we're all like 4-4. Four and four. We're all like just Dude, I'm like 6-2. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. No, you're I'm not. Like six and That's two. a lie. No, no Dude, chance. I'm checking right now. You get lucky. I'm what do you mean? I, can, like, I beat you by right 200 now. points one game. Beat. You beat me by 100, and that was the first game, and then you guys we are looking. We are looking at this. There's no way you are 6-2. Listen, Jacob, you beat me by like four points last week, okay? Okay, he actually is six and two. Yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> What's your record in the other league, though? Not enough. That's four enough. Four. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. Yeah. It's all right. Is Grant still on the live? Grant is still here. Tell him I said two and six. <laughs> Grant, Colton says two and six. Is that even? I don't know what that means. I'm guessing that's a Eagles reference or something. But, no, that's know. a fantasy record. Oh, that's a fantasy reference. Oh, My bad. there that's you go. Me. And what a crazy weekend it was for the college football world. First, the defending champs. The disappointment of this year has been incredible, obviously, for Tiger fans, as they were blown out by Auburn this past week, who, by the way, should still be 2-4. and four. Facts. Just to let everyone know. So, Bo picks. Yeah. Bo picks. Colt, I'll let you take that away. <sighs> I just don't know what to do anymore. Um, TJ Finley sucks. Jeez, alrighty, come out and say it. Go on, I'm just gonna say it. Two picks, zero touchdowns. He's not good. We're we barely run the ball, and then like whenever we do run the ball, it's like we get no yards at all. We literally suck. Uh, our secondary sucks. Our D line's not terrible. Our offensive line sucks. Our wide receivers cores they suck except for Terrace Marshall. Our tight end's not bad. He's just a freshman. Like, we just suck. Colt, I know it's a tough, tough go of it. Believe me, I, I have had my... Georgia has had nothing like that. That's ever. That's, I'm just talking about Atlanta teams y'all in general, are, Y'all are so spoiled. Don't get me yeah, started. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Y'all are 10-2 and two every year, and you call it a disappointment. I all right, all right, all right, right. In LSU's defense, I know we've said this before, but losing 20 of 22 starters is no... It's, it's tough to overcome. That, that's not really a recipe for success. No, it's not. And then when you're at best receiver ops out as well, you know... There's not much you can do about that. Yeah. I, I I think I said this before the season. I didn't think LSU was going to be great. Yeah. I think I what I called. Well, I don't. It. I don't think you you predicted this. I don't think anyone predicted them no, to be this bad. This yeah. Um. You know. But but I think LSU fans are content with what they got last year. An incredible season with arguably the best college football team ever. Assembled. I think it's a good trade. I'd take. I'd it. take it. This year, man, is just totally different. Watching them play from last year to this year, you know, last year was exciting. And then every single Saturday I'm turning on the game and then I'm turning it off at halftime because we're getting completely killed by Auburn. I mean, I can only imagine what's about to happen this Saturday. When we- oh, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, that'll be a tough game. Yeah, that will be. Yeah. Speaking of Auburn, dude... They're just not good. I can't stand them. I don't like Auburn whatsoever. It, I'm so glad that the mailman delivered against Auburn. Speaking of the mailman, we'll get into Georgia game. Georgia beats struggled, Kentucky 14-3. to I don't know if struggled's the right word. I think struggled is the right word. See, it was a, if, if you paid attention to the game, it was a 
run dominated game. I think there was probably 20 passes in total. Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky didn't the throw ball the ball. Too. Yeah, no. And Georgia, you know, Stetson Bennett, he made a poor decision. He wasn't in this communication with his freshman receiver. Thank God it was Kentucky. The one silver lining is uh, the offensive line and running backs looked really good. Uh, Zamir White has his first ever 100-yard game. But I don't know, man. Going into Florida week, I'm a little nervous. I don't know if you will go with Stetson. I love Stetson Bennett, dude. Great story. As I said earlier to you and Gerard, I, I said, if he goes and Georgia wins the national championship, they they have a 30 for 30 on Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, story's amazing. I think you start him in Florida. I think you give him a few series. If he doesn't produce, I think you got to go with another guy, either Dewan Mathis, who didn't play well against Arkansas, or you give JT Daniels his first opportunity. Obviously, some huge upsets this past week. You talk about Michigan State shocking the Wolverines in the big house. Is Harbaugh on the hot seat? Yes, definitely. If he loses to Ohio State, very much so. He's 3-3 three and three against Michigan State. He's 0-6 against Ohio State. Michigan he, State should not be able to compete with Michigan. No, especially not at this no point. No disrespect to Michigan State's athletes or anything. J- dude, they just lost Mark D'Antonio. They're in a rebuild as a program. These guys don't pull in five stars. No. I can't tell you the last time Michigan State had got a, no. like, a big five-star name. This isn't the Michigan State team you remember with Mark D'Antonio that beat Wisconsin and that went to the playoff. No, this isn't that team. And while I agree with you that he's struggling... Let's say you fire Harbaugh. Who are you going to get that's better? And I get it. It sucks. He's 10 and 2, he's 10 and 3, he's 8 and 5, he's 8 and 5. But he's close in every single game. And while it has been disappointing, I know. I just don't see a replacement that would be an improvement as much as that disappoints Wolverine fans. It's Jim Harbaugh. College football fans are like no other, dude. Impatience. They are ready to get the guy out of there after his first year if they don't do well. You talk about experience, you talk about winning in the NFL and at Stanford. I think it would take a few more years of them being just right there and being just close enough and then losing again for them to really consider firing him. Clemson, obviously, with the scare with Boston College without Trevor Lawrence, and they struggled mightily in the first half. Uh, Boston College's defense really played well, but it's just the second half they came back. I don't remember Boston. Jerkovic from the uh, Boston College quarterback made two really... As Williams says, if they didn't have a potato back there at quarterback. Yeah, he made just two really boneheaded decisions late. Teacher, can you call on me? Yes. I just remember mentioning DJ Ungalele was a ball player. <laughs> he is a ball player, man. I, I doubted him at first. The freshman quarterback shows out. For he he did play well. 342 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, and only 11 incompletions. First start. I don't mean to bust the party up for DJ, but... He played Boston College. He did play Boston College. He played Boston College. They're supposed to beat them by 50. The problem for me is Clemson's defense. I I don't mean to sound like a a middle-aged father, but that's unacceptable. You cannot be down to Boston College. I get Clemson has their scare every year. They always have their scare. But you do not have your scare with Boston College. No disrespect. I get Trevor's not there, but... The defense has got to be able to stop those guys. As you said, the quarterback was not great. Not if they have anyone with uh, a little bit, you know, more talented like under center. Book. Yeah, they win the game. And having Trevor not against Notre Dame, I don't think Notre Dame's good. I, I think they're overrated. I, I think they're overrated every year. They don't play anyone good. But if anyone has a chance to give Clemson a run for their money, it's Notre Dame. Especially this week with T-Law being out. 
And if that defense doesn't figure something out, I mean, Ian Book is way better than the ball, Boston College quarterback. Sure. You know Clemson's going to come to play to play Notre Dame. They always have this scare with the, with those those bad. I mean, we could look up and Boston College still be four and six. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Like, regardless of whether or not they're going to compete with Clemson, Clemson just didn't show up, which isn't good. It isn't a good showing. Hey, but man, a win's a win, though, I guess. Yeah, win's a win, and they're going to show up for the big games. They will, they and they always do. do. So I get where you're going, but I'm just... that's No, that. for sure, it's worrying. As a, yeah. And the point I don't get is, how do they remain number one? I think you put Alabama number one. After the way they've been playing, I get the whole preseason, whatever. I hate that. I hate that. Agreed. If one team is playing better than the other, there should be one and two. I think they should be third. I think Ohio State's pl- played well enough so far to put them at second. I don't know if Ohio State's played enough yet. Um, res- depending on depending on the Notre Dame game, I think you could make that case. Yeah. I think it could go both ways. I, I agree. Cincinnati had another big win beating Memphis by 40. This is not a bad Memphis team. Memphis, year in, year out, competes. I mean, they even scared. I mean, they beat Ole Miss a few years ago with Chad Kelly. This is a constantly good Memphis team that pulls in recruits from these SEC schools. They steal one every so often. They do. And Cincinnati embarrassed them. And this is three straight games of Cincinnati just absolutely embarrassing their opponent. They embarrassed, a, I think they were 13th at the time, SMU, beat them by 30. And then they embarrassed South Florida. This is a really good Cincinnati team. This and is a they, really good Cincinnati team. As Clemson, as Clemson knows a little too well, their schedule is in their favor. Yes, I, it is. There's nothing they can do about that, but it is in their favor. I don't think they play another ranked team. They play Houston. At, they play Houston, East Carolina, UCF, which could be a trap game, Temple, and Tulsa. Five very, very winnable, winnable games. games. Yes. Do they have a shot at the playoff? That's I think the they have a serious shot. If a few things go their way, if a few things fall, I don't think. They're def. I think they have definitely a disadvantage over a what a one loss Georgia team that beats Alabama in the SEC Agreed. championship. But I think there is a legitimate shot that they could make it in. They could sneak in there. I think they get embarrassed, but it would be nice to have. It would be cool. It would yeah. be cool to watch. It would be cool. Uh, you know, they're 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 anchored by that great defense, and if you get somebody like. Let's say I'm trying to think of, of a comparison you could get. If you could get a sleeping Clemson team, you know Clemson sometimes sleepwalks into these trap games. If you could get a sleeping Clemson team and catch them off guard, might have a chance to keep it close. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening, but I do think I do think they have a legitimate shot at the playoff. Just because yeah. they're sixth now, and Notre Dame and Clemson, one of them are going to fall. Now, Obviously, they're going to have a chance later if they're a one-loss team. But if they fall and Cincinnati continues to impress, it's going to be hard to keep them out, man, even if they are a group of five team. And the big upset of this past weekend was obviously the Texas Longhorns crushing the, the title dreams of the Pokes of Oklahoma State. I mean, I think the big story here is is the performance of Joseph Osai. Seven tackles, three sacks, two fumble recoveries. He was an absolute terror on the defensive side of the Where's ball. Where's Chuba Hubbard at? He struggled, dude. I have not struggled. heard about Chuba he averaged three, in a while. Dude, 72 yeah, yards three. against Texas. Three yards a carry. Jeez, dude. It's not looking good. Oh, boy. Yeah, but they're they're done. What's looking good now for Oklahoma State, if you want to point out any bright spots, is, is their quarterback, Spencer Sanders. He's played really well. Even against Texas, obviously, it is a Big 12 defense, but they still have talent, as you've seen from Joseph Osai. Yeah. He had 400 yards against Texas, four touchdowns. 
Uh, Tylen Wallace is a beast. He was at the award show we went to last year. He's the re- receiver. He's up for the Litnikoff. Oh, yeah. He had 180 yards against Texas. Just wasn't enough. And I think that really does come back to Shuba. They fed him the ball. Got him the ball 25 times. He averaged three yards a carry. Three yards. It's un- it can't happen. It Once can't again, happen. unacceptable. Can't. Dude, if you're going to want a shot at the Big 12 title and a national championship, your best players have to play well in the big games. And that's just not happening for Oklahoma State right now. Shuba really struggled, and it cost them. Right yeah. now, it, it they are very. I would. They'll probably go to New Year's Six Bowl if they win out, but I mean, they still got to play Oklahoma. That'll be an interesting game. Yeah, that'll be fun. So we're gonna pick the three biggest games this week, which is maybe a surprise to most people. Is BYU, Boise State. I think BYU keeps rolling, and they beat Boise State pretty handily. Yeah, I mean BYU's now cracked the top ten. They've really, you know, taken advantage of this year to put some people on notice. They're ninth. Boise State's 21st. The Mountain West Conference is just getting started with their season. But I do believe that Zach Wilson continues to make his case for the Heisman, and I do think that BYU pulls it out. Uh, BYU's definitely winning that game. No questions asked. <laughs> wow. Not even an upset no, from Colton. None. That's, yeah. that's when you know it's yeah. uh, pretty in the Zach, bag. Zach Wilson can- the second biggest game of the night, Notre Dame-Clemson. <laughs> oh, please. That's the biggest game Clemson. of the night. Shut up. Obviously, Clemson showed some weakness last week. They did. But I think they're going to show up. This is a big game. Clemson always shows up for the big games. I got Clemson. I think they pull away late. I think DJ has a big game and establishes to the world, hey, once Trevor leaves... My man, yes sir. <laughs> Y'all already know I'm going with Clemson. DJ about to go crazy. Notre Dame doesn't stand a chance. Clemson by fifth. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Clemson's winning that game now. And we haven't even mentioned Travis Etienne, bro. Like, like we haven't even mentioned arguably the best running back in college football. And once again, shut up. You're not going. No way. And once no again. Chance. You're both right. Um, so, yeah, I think Clemson shows up, as Williams said. They dominate the game. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame is very good, as I said. I think they're very overrated. Um, they're, always, they're always like that. I they're think that that really comes out. I think that puts Kelly maybe on the hot seat. Yeah. They just signed him to a, an extension, which was so surprising. So, me, I think we got Clemson by pretty handily. Yeah, I uh, think they pull away late. Yeah, I think their backups get in. And then next, the SEC East Championship. Florida, Georgia, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Well, Javon Wims already started it off for us. <laughs> hey, listen, that was a cheap shot, and you know it. CJ was such an animal by standing there and taking that. Who punches someone with a helmet on? Dude, I feel like at what the moment kind of you're just like idiot. not thinking about it. He got him with the second one, though. He got up under the chin <laughs> a little bit. That was so funny. Dude, he, he, hit him. he hit him, and he goes... He's like, what are you doing? Why are you hitting me, bro? And then he he takes him with the uppercut. I was like, oh. And then Janoris Jenkins hopped on his back. Janoris Jenkins played at Georgia, I think. He played at Alabama. So they started off uh, the Georgia-Florida hate week, so I'll let you guys go ahead and let me go last. Jacob, oh, I'm sorry. You know where Janoris played? He played at Florida. Oh, oh, (laughs) never mind. How about that? That's actually great. You know, obviously this is a huge game for both teams. It's basically a playoff elimination game. Whoever loses this is out. And whoever wins it is going to have a chance because they're going to have to go up against Alabama again for Georgia or for Florida for the first time, and they're going to have a chance to win and get into the playoff. 
Georgia has shown some weakness offensively in the passing game. With Stetson Bennett, obviously you told it, you said it earlier, he's a great story, but he really struggled against Alabama, and I really wanted him to succeed, but I do think that this Florida secondary begins to come around. Pickens, you said, might be out. Kyle Pitts is the best tight end in college football. Kyle Trask is a top five quarterback in college football. I got the Gators. I'm going Gators. Sorry, Jacob. Yes, sir. It's well... Let me tell you, you're both wrong. Good Lord, you guys need to get better at this. So, let me tell you a little something. Florida's defense, not good. Uh, you know, as Lawrence Cager would say, I thought they was DBU. I forgot. What a guy, great guy, great guy. He played on the Jets now, actually made his first NFL catch a few weeks ago. Oh, did he? So, yes, but back to it. We do have LeCount out, which is pretty big for us, but we get Ojolari, Jordan Davis, and Malik Herring back for our defense, which is pretty good. We also get Monty Rice back, who was banged up in the Kentucky game, so didn't really play. And we get Klein back as well. So we get a few pretty key players back on the defense. Um, I think Kyle Pitts probably does have a pretty big game. But I think Georgia's defense stands tall, forces Kyle Trask into some, you know, bad decisions. Because, you know, when pressure gets to Kyle Trask, sometimes he does not do well. And I think Dan Lanning draws up a few for us, and we do well. I think the mailman delivers. You think uh, Stetson You think I Stetson think the mailman up? delivers. He's been hearing it. I need a he's stat been line hearing prediction. it his whole life. I need life. a stat line prediction. He's been hearing it his whole life about how he's not good enough. He's supposed to be the fish string. He's coming back. I think George comes back. George has a big game. I think we get Zamir White and James Cook going. I got Zamir for going over for 100 yards. Uh, James Cook with some key catches, some key runs. And I got Stetson going for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Georgia wins by 10. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think that's it. As my friend Danny Duncan would say, Stop. no, it's not that. <laughs> Shut up. Let's go on to the Heisman, man. Let's move on to our Heisman predictions. We're going to give one favorite and one dark horse. My favorite, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to Justin Fields. It's still early. He hasn't played as many games. Obviously, Mac Jones has established himself as the front runner, but I say that Justin Fields takes it at the end of the season. Have, have that. Oh, oh, nice. Nice, William. Let's just break all the stuff in the studio. Nice. Didn't break anything. Shut up. So I don't know if you've heard of this guy. His name's Mac Jones. Oh, I know you've heard of him, and so is LeCount and that Georgia defense. I know they have heard of him. I know Ole Miss has heard of him, so I don't want to hear from you either, and LSU's <laughs> oh, about to hear from him. I'm sorry. Him. Our team isn't full of five nope. stars. We got walk-ons starting at corner. What did you expect all right, us to all do? Right, that's enough. So, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's pretty good. He's putting up some pretty similar numbers to uh, Joe Burrow. I don't know if that rings a bell either. I know you're, uh, you're, you're not a big... Actually, no, you're an LSU fan. I don't know how, but, you know. All right, buddy. So he's putting up some pretty similar numbers to uh, that that guy Joe Burrow. So and he's got a few he's got a few pretty good weapons over there at Alabama. And I think Mac Jones wins the Heisman. After I said it from the beginning, and everyone said I was crazy, but You're crazy. I'm not crazy. And for my dark horse pick. Oh, Listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I completely forgot. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. Dylan Gabriel from UCF. You ever heard of him? Pause. N didn't think so. 2,506 passing yards. 21 touchdown passes and only two interceptions. You know how many passing yards Mac Jones has? 2,100. 
also has 16 touchdown passes and two interceptions. But Dylan Gabriel has more touchdown passes and more yards than this one. That's no lie, baby. <laughs> That's no lie, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the best was team that, in Florida, baby. Was, was, so was that like your uh, your dark horse or like? <laughs> I'll go with that, my dark horse. Oh, okay, all right. Win Heisman this year or Justin Fields. All right, all right. I was just making sure. I was just letting you know that Mac Jones is not the Heisman. <laughs> if you want to talk about stats, you want to, you want to talk from a statistical standpoint. We're gonna UCF go with Dylan Gabriel. Golden Knights, the national <laughs> champions. Those guys. Different breed. Best team in Florida. <laughs> and for my dark horse, I gotta go with the Mormon Manziel. Wilson, baby. He's already thrown for 2,100 yards. He's a good rusher. He's not gonna run the ball a bunch, but when he does, he's gonna hurt you. I'm gonna go with Zach Wilson. I think he leads BYU to an undefeated record at the end of the season. My dark horse. Staying with the Crimson Tide. Najee Harris. That's not a dark horse. Get out of here. Give me a real dark horse. Don't be giving. And for my dark horse, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. What are you doing? There's Shut up, no bro. way a Shut running up, back wins Shut up. the, the Shut wins Derrick the Henry won it two years ago. No way that he wins the Heisman, bro. Then why are you picking him as your dark horse? Because he has a chance. No, no, stop. You can't do that. That's such BS. You, that's like me saying Travis Etienne is my dark horse. Give me a real dark horse. I'm not taking that. I figured, you know, he isn't a dark horse. I figured, you know, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields would be like, you know, the three guys, and like Najee's like probably he's eight like out of fifth. ten. He's like eight. He's like fourth, he's bro. Eighth. Let's look at the odds right now. We're gonna pull this up because I refuse to be wrong about this. Hold on. He Heisman odds. Make sure everyone hears this. Mac Jones is first. Justin Fields is second. Trevor Lawrence is third. Fur. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Fur. I said third, Fur. and you heard it. Fur. Kyle Trask Fur. is fourth. Oh, I got one, I got one. I got a dark horse, I got a dark horse. Devontae Smith. Okay, go ahead. What's your dark horse? Kyle Pitts. Ooh, I actually like that one. Because, dude, that guy has dominated like football, and I think he's going to have a good game against Georgia. But, you know, if uh, everyone, you know, such just shuts down Najee Harris, even though he's clearly a little bit later on the list than he's you sixth. thought. He's sixth. Well, we, were, we met he's right sixth. in the middle, didn't we? <laughs> so... Shout out to Garrett. He'll appreciate that one. Hey, baby. Question of the day. All right. Let me restate my question of the day. Zach Wilson, the Mormon Manziel of BYU, is making a case for the Heisman. Who is the last non-Power 5 conference player to be a Heisman finalist? And when I mean Heisman finalist, I mean they were invited to New York. Was it A? Thank you. Keenan Reynolds. B. Randy Moss. C. Jordan Lynch. Or D. Kellen Moore. 30 seconds. You both get to answer. I got my answer. All right, I got mine. All right. I'm going Kellen Moore. Okay, what's your answer? Randy Moss. <laughs> Jordan Lynch of Northern Illinois, baby. He's one of the only players in college football history in the modern era to catch, run, and throw a touchdown in the same game. He was an animal, if you remember. War number six. He was a beast. You've been listening to Keep It 100 Sports. I'm Jacob Cower. I'm William Reed. No, he's not. And I'm Colton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Share it for us. <laughs> no way. He said, I am Colton. <laughs> yeah, baby. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. 
New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile. We're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with snackable stuffed bagel minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.